Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I'm excited to have you again with us today. And I'm also excited about the special guest that I have with me today. And her name is Adrena, and I am just thrilled to be able to uh, interview her on this podcast today. And so I'm just thankful that you are here today, Adrena. Thank you so much, Dr. Tiffany. It is my pleasure. I'm so excited um, about our conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, I was looking at your information and I saw that you're all the way from Freetown, Sierra Leone. So tell us a little bit more about your story and how you made it to the United States. Sure. So my, my family and I came to the U.S. when I was nine years old uh, because of a civil war that was happening in Sierra Leone at the time. Um, it actually started outside of the country in neighboring Liberia and over the course of maybe about four or five years worked its way into Sierra Leone where I'm from and then into Freetown, um, the capital and also the city that I was born in. Um, and the long, the short version of this is that my family, once we realized what was happening, my parents were lucky enough or graced enough, I guess, favored <laughs> enough, whatever, however you want to phrase it, to be, yeah, to be able to get out of the country. And I say that um, because my mom actually had started working with an airline, uh, KLM at the time. Uh-huh. And so able to just fly out of the country in the middle of what would end up being a 10-year civil war really was God's grace. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that that she could have been working, that's where God placed her before we even knew um, what was about to hit the country was just really divine. Um, But so yeah, my family came, I was nine years old, um, and I remember just transitioning to life in America um, and I remember coming here and not even realizing that this would be the permanent move. I thought we were just coming to visit. I thought we were seeing cousins, you know, and then I realized some months later, hey, I'm in a new school. Hey, you know, our circumstances, um, our quality of life has drastically changed um, because now my parents are starting all over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this two bedroom apartment and I'm sharing the living room couch with four of the kids. You know, so just a lot, a lot of transitions. Um, But by the grace of God, we made it out. And I can say that we were survivors of that war. Amen. Amen. That is an amazing story. You know, I think that's why it's befitting for what we're going to talk about today as far as talking about purpose-driven women. And I have a heart for women. You know, I just want them to succeed. You know, I've gone through many things as a child and experienced a lot of things, but always felt like the Lord had called me with purpose. And there's a lot of women that are listening online today on the podcast. 
and they're looking to wonder and find out what their purpose is. You know, many women today are going through, you know, without any purpose, you know, they end up being unfulfilled or trying to find fulfillment in people or things. And a lot of times it never works out. So from your point of view, what is purpose? And what could you tell the listeners? What is purpose and how can we begin to walk life through purpose? Yeah, such a, a good question. I think so much of life, if you're going to have a meaningful life, it's about exploring and answering that question. And when we think about what the general definition of purpose is, it's the thing for which something exists, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about purpose for us as human beings, it's why, why do we exist? What is that thing? Um, and I always say, I think there are actually two definitions of purpose, right? There's this little purpose, right? This mm -hmm. purpose with a little P, which is whatever you're doing, whatever you find your hands to do in that season, in that moment, and in that space, that is something that is purposeful. So if I'm intentionally serving, if I'm intentionally being obedient, if I'm intentionally loving on someone, that's purposeful. But I think a lot of times when we ask these questions, we're talking about purpose with a big P is how I, I define <laughs> it. And it's kind of this, it's like, why do I exist? It's the answer to that question. You know, and mm -hmm. for a lot of us, it's trying to find out, like, what do my giftings mean to the world? Why did God put me here? Like, what can I do? And a lot of times people tie that to their occupation. So you'll see people who say, I found my purpose in being a singer. I found my purpose in being a teacher. Um, but whether or not you're exploring that little P purpose or that big P purpose, at the end of the day, we all have this need and this desire to answer, why am I here in this moment? And I think that's what purpose is about. It's about exploring that. It's about answering that. It's about putting all of your time, your resources, or to the best of your ability, into making sure that you're serving others um, in pursuit of that why. Yes, and I, I'm a firm believer of that as well. And to me, I look at it as well as God's gift inside of you that you are using it um, to advance the kingdom, you know, and, okay. we, you know, a lot of times, and I remember, you know, wasting the time in the early beginning, wasting time trying to do a lot of busy things, but not God, mm. not God ordained things. Uh, and, you know, and I think a lot today, often people do that, you know, we try to seek for different things, but we have to go back to Christ and we have to be able to go back to God and say, wait a minute, Lord you know, is this what you call me to do? Is this where I'm supposed to be? You know, am I living out somebody else's dream or am I living out what really is put you've placed on the inside of me to be able to go forth and um, put it out there? And so I think that that is a very important question that the listeners need to continue to ask themselves to make sure this is where God wants you to be or this is what he called you to do. Yeah, I think that's so good. And it's interesting. Anytime we get to talk as believers about purpose, I think we define it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit different than how the world defines it. Because at the end of the day, that why is really about God's glory, right? Like he put mm -hmm. us on this earth. Scripture talks about that. He puts us on. He put us on this earth for His glory, and then He deposited, like you said, these gifts in us to make manifest His glory. Mm -hmm. And so, for 
for a lot of us, we're pursuing like these big things. Um, and sometimes it's like, God is like, be obedient in this church that I planted you in. Be obedient in this business idea that I gave you. And that is like the center of your purpose right now. And I just want you to be obedient at this step. And as you're obedient at this step, I'll show you the next step. I'll show you the next step. And before you know it, you have a lifestyle of purposeful living, but it all starts with like being intentional and answering right now in this moment, what does God want out of me? <laughs> like, what can I use these <laughs> opportunities for, for? Yes, yes. And that was going to be my next question. You know, how is faith and purpose connected? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great question. I, I just... <laughs> Yeah, because I don't I don't know how it's possible to be purposeful without faith. Mm -hmm. Because there's you know, like our our minds and the way that we do things as human beings is so finite. And so to see the next step sometimes when you're being purposeful is hard. So mm -hmm. you need faith to say, if I start this business, for example, you know, I don't know if it's going to succeed or I don't know if it's going to fail, but I'm trusting in God, right, by faith that it is going to work out. And I don't even know perhaps what five years from now this business will look like. But what I know is faith is telling me to trust him in this moment for this decision, for this client, for this contract, for this opportunity. And as I'm obedient there, he will then, you know, kind of unveil it. So I think they're connected in that you need faith to be purposeful. Everything that we do with purpose is, is, is essentially saying to God, I'm trusting that you're going to catch me come what may. Like if I fail, if I <laughs> yeah. feel like I'm not failing, if if people get it, if people don't get it, I'm going to trust you. So I, it's it, purpose requires a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while you were talking, I was thinking about uh, years, several years ago, maybe five or six years ago, I, you know, I felt like the Lord had called me to do a life coaching business and I started it out, I had clientele, you know, I was doing well, but it wasn't going as fast as I thought it should go, you know, and I was like, now, Lord, I know you called me to, you know, do this particular business. Doesn't seem like it's, you know, going the way it should go. So eventually I ended up stopping it and, you know, but then the Holy Spirit came back around about a, about a year and a half, two years ago. And he said, you need this, you need to get back to it. You need to go back and do it again. You need to trust me. You need to have faith. Do this again, because this is one of the things that I've called you to do is to build up others. And so I'm like, okay, God, you know, I'm going to go and trust you because, you know, um, I did it the first time. It didn't do like I wanted to do, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. But before I got, so I was kind of waiting around. Well, people started calling me and clients started saying, well, do you, do you still have your life coaching business? Or, you know, and I hadn't, I had it. And so it was like the Lord was just sending people in and the Lord was trying to show me, have faith and trust me that if I've called you to do something, then I'm going to help you in it. I'm going to, I'm going to bless it. I'm going to cause it to be fruitful. Um, and so times, so we have to have, like you said, that faith uh, to know that if God called us to do something, then he's going to help us through it. His favor is already on it, but we have to trust him in the process because faith, it also uh, helps us to realize that everything is not going to go the way we desire for it to go, but yeah. we still have to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh man, that's so perfectly said. <laughs> because it's like this, this general faith, right? That it's like, I'm trusting God for the next step, but even down to the details, like you just said, of for the resources, 
I am um, celebrating 11 years this year of full-time entrepreneurship, right? And when I tell you there have, in the course of 11 years, I've lost my home, I've lost cars, I've lost friends, I've lost all sorts of stuff. Yes. And every time I'm like, I, I'm crazy, right? Because now I feel like I'm saying, God, God told me to do this thing, but nothing in the natural looks like God told me to do it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I want to walk away, he'll pull me back in and he'll do something that's like, no other way to describe it but a miracle. And I remember that I don't even have the capacity outside of him to get mm -hmm. the resources, to get the clients, to pay the bills, you know, to expand or to grow. And so it's like even faith down to the details for the resources, you absolutely cannot do this purpose thing without him. That's like it's right. nearly impossible. <laughs> but what I love about him, though... <laughs> What I love about him, though, is I, I think when we are purposeful and when we are obedient, he meets us, mm -hmm. you know, and he redeems mm -hmm. and he restores and it all goes back to him getting the glory out of it. But again, it's it's not a straight line experience. It's, it's there, you know, yeah. ups and downs to it. It's faithful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, you know, oftentimes we go through life and, you know, many difficulties. We were just talking about that. And when you come up with being discouraged, you know, and you don't want to persevere a lot of times uh, in Christ, in the work that he has for us to do. But how can we overcome this discouragement and be able to persevere? I'll tell you, um, I had a mentor who told me when I was starting, Andrina, marry your mission, date your, date, uh, date your model. Marry your mission, date your model. Mm. Um, and whenever I get discouraged, I remember that because what he meant by marry your mission is remember your why. So mm -hmm. if you're in it for something that's bigger than yourself, whenever you get discouraged and you remember that bigger thing, it kind of pushes you through the adversity and it helps you push through some of the kind of crisis and the low moments. For me, when I started, it was about making sure that I made the most of the opportunity that my parents sacrificed for to get me to this country. Mm -hmm. And so when I thought about their sacrifices and I thought about my younger siblings and I thought about the family that didn't get a chance to come to America, every time I wanted to give up, it was like, there's something bigger. There's always this, what if like, well, what if this does succeed? What if there is success on the other side? Other people that I've met their why is their children Mm -hmm. Or it's becoming like the first in their family to do something. And so, you know, to the person who's struggling with like, how do I push through this? It sounds simplistic, but to the best of your ability, try to remember that why. Um, and then the second thing that I wish I would have, uh, I would have owned a little bit sooner was ask for help. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely, there is absolutely <laughs> yeah. nothing you know like with asking for help we don't get a prize for winning first and we don't get a prize for looking strong all the time and say so that again Andrina <laughs> that's so good yeah and it's uh, you know I, I kept up this facade for such a long time on, on the inside I was struggling I remember seasons I didn't have gas money mm -hmm. and because I was like I can't ask for help People are going to say this about me. People are going to think this about me. And I was like, I look back at it now and, <laughs> and I think to myself, most people who know the entrepreneurship, 
know that there's a part of the process where you are a struggling entrepreneur. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Most will help you, you know, but you know, the pride and all of that really kind of kept me struggling for much longer time than I probably should have. So um, to the person that's struggling, I would say, remember your why and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's how you get on the other side of it, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and even with, I've learned even with doing, you know, coaching, I tell people, you know, even though I coach, I have coaches, you know, because you want to advance, you never stop learning, you never stop getting help in order to increase the gifting and the purpose that God put on the inside of you. We should be able mm. to invest in that. We should be able to um, invest our resources in bettering who we are in Christ and who God has called us to be. And we have to be willing to never be to the point, like you said, to get prideful and not ask for help. It's okay. You know, uh, sometimes yeah. in the church, you know, you have to be perfect. They, you know, they make this thing, you have to be perfect. What's wrong with you? You don't have a prayer life, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you just need that support. Sometimes you just need that listening ear. And sometimes you need that encouragement and that help because the enemy will try to come in and make you feel like you're alone. You're in this by yourself. You should have known better. But if you begin to talk to those that encourage you, you'll find out that you're not by yourself. Other people have gone through that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, always say if the devil had a heaven isolation would be it like Mm -hmm. that's that's where he gets us as christians is when your pride starts getting the best of you (laughs) he whispers these lies you know what i mean and because we're bottling everything inside it's like what could have been an itty bitty problem it just amplifies and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and that isolation is really kind of the the place where he makes sure that he gets you there's no encouragement in that space there's no accountability there's no rebuke in that space mm-hmm. and so you're the judge and the executioner <laughs> of it all which is a very very dangerous place to be in when you're vulnerable um and sometimes it's really and it's not easy, especially in church culture, like you said, to to just say, I need help. But right. sometimes that is the breakthrough is God has already allocated the resources. Every time I've had a breakthrough in this purposeful living thing that I'm trying to do, it's come through somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not Die. It's literally a provision that God has made through someone else. And so sometimes, you know, the Bible says we ask, we have not because we ask not. Right. And sometimes it's as, as simple as opening our mouths to say, look, this is what's happening. I need some support. Right, right. You know, you have this statement and I love it. Embrace the past, embrace the past, own the present and maximize the future. You know, what are some ways that listeners can start to embrace their past, own their present and maximize their future? Yeah, I have this 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 thing that I I always say which is in order for us to do that we have to make peace with God, make peace with ourselves and make peace with others. Um for a lot of people embracing the past is hard because of whatever shame um, or whatever difficulty is attached to the past. Um, and I found that really the healing and the breakthrough for that starts with making peace with God. Um, if it's forgiveness that we need to ask for, it starts with that. If it's asking the tough questions to God, like why me, you mm-hmm. know, um, 
it starts with those types of really, really difficult conversation. And then I think maximizing the present is really about making peace with ourselves and saying, this is my story. I might come from an impoverished background. I might have been a victim of this, but God has a way of turning all of those trials into testimonies. And once I make peace and I own my story, then I can start talking about what the future holds for me. And, you know, it, it looks a lot more optimistic. It looks a lot more bright. It looks a lot brighter when we don't walk into our future or our present with all of that baggage. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I for people who are thinking, how do I let go of that? It starts with making peace with God, owning your story. Um, that's something that I firmly, firmly believe in. Like whether it's pretty to somebody else or ugly, it's your story. You can't change it. That's right. Um, <laughs> some people, yeah, some people have a knack for like, um, you know, like talking about that kind of stuff because you never know who in the audience needs the not so pretty parts of your story. So I really mm -hmm. think, you know, a lot of that starts with owning your story. That's so true. You know, when you were saying that, I thought about, you know, when you get on Facebook or social media, everybody's putting forth their best, the best of them, you know, the majority, you know, the best of this, the best accomplishments, what they've done. But, you know, um, it takes someone to be able to be transparent and say, you know what, I have scars too. I have places, you know, in my life um, where I've been broken, you know, but by the grace of God, you know, I've been brought back. And I, and Drina recently, I was this last week, you know, I had saw it's called, I think it's called Kintosuri. I don't know if you heard it. It's like Japanese art. Um, and, and they call it also Kintsugi. And what it is, is, is that they take pieces of pottery that have been broken and they actually put it back together with gold. And the theme and the essence of it was that even though you've been broken, um, there's a beauty in brokenness. And when you put it back together, it can be more beautiful than when it was broken in the beginning. And so I had purchased one of these tea kettles and this glass and it's so pretty, but you see the where it was cracked, but it's all sealed up with gold. And then one of the inside, it had a hole in it, but it was like, you know, there was a hole there, but God, you know, put it back together. That's the way I took it. And I think that's the way we need to, like you say, own our story because all of us have cracks. All of us have had things that we've gone through, but that's what makes us who we are. That's make that's what makes us unique. And that what makes us to be able to help others uh, in their plight in life, whatever it may be. Yeah, I uh, that's so beautiful. Such a beautiful illustration. I always think about the fact that one of the benefits of owning your story is you begin to give other people permission to own their stories. And mm -hmm. when a lot of us have permission to own our stories, we shift culture. Like we shift the atmosphere. We shift the dynamic in the space where people feel safe, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like we go through these things and we feel like it's all about us. And, and, you know, people have a right to heal at their pace. They have a right to be selfish about their healing, I believe. Um, but I think part of the benefit of what happens when God heals us is that we then begin to serve as models for other people to live in their freedom um, mm -hmm. and to see God and to be transparent with God for their healing as well. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so true. You know, I, I firmly believe that God has called us to take our own experiences in life, whether they're good or bad, that's what we're talking about, and use it to help others. You know, we can do this in so many ways. And oftentimes it could be in business, you know, it can be in relationships or it can be in ministry. 
you know, Andrina, how can we own our life experiences? We talked about that a little bit to formulate a business or a ministry that will bless others because you're an entrepreneur. So those that are listening and wanting to go into the entrepreneurship or are already in there, how can we use our life experiences to formulate that business or ministry so that it will bless others? Yeah, I think the first thing is to reframe how we think about business. Um, what something happened to me when I realized, and this is a business concept, but people don't buy from businesses, they buy from people, right? Mm-hmm. And usually what that means is that they buy into the story of the person behind the business. So when you think about the most famous brands, the Chick-fil-A's, the KFC's and all of that, the initial attraction to those brands is like, oh my gosh, yes, this product is good. But then you find out Chick-fil-A is Christian known and you're like, oh yeah, they get my dollar. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) these stories that we have that we keep talking about become a part of that brand. And so making sure that that fusion is there, that fusion is evident is, is okay. It's not, there's not, there's not a problem with that. Um, For the person trying to figure out how do I turn this story then this is where we get into stewardships, right? Into concepts of stewardship, where we're talking about, well, my story becomes my brand. Mm-hmm. My brand becomes my service or my product. My service or my product becomes my stream of income or my stream of revenue. Um, so it all starts with that brand story and not separating and not feeling like business is separate, who I am is separate, and my story and my marketing and all of that is separate. And so the, once you begin to explore that, then I think the next step is to get into what a lot of people don't like to do, which is strategic planning, yeah. which is figuring out, well, how do I not, how do I not just rely on faith, right, for the success of uh-huh. my business, but how do I buckle down and start to begin to build systems? So to the person, let's say we have someone who's a survivor of something. I'll take myself as an example, right, a survivor of civil war. Well, I can't just rely on my story tugging on people's heartstrings for them to open their purse to patronize my business. I now have to develop business development concepts. So if it's a book that I'm writing, that takes diligence. Mm -hmm. If it's me coaching other survivors, that looks like developing a curriculum around the story that I have to tell. You know, if it looks like me teaching classes to other people who are working with survivors and, you know, even those three things, it's like three streams of revenue just now that I just said, but (laughs) it looks like stewardship. It looks like owning that story, intentionally converting it into a brand, right, which is a marketing concept, and then figuring out how do I apply these business development concepts so that I can monetize this amazing story that I have that I think the world needs to know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do this, Andrina, and, you you know, you're the president of Perk Consulting and also the founder of McLean, which is a faith-based network for women of color, you know, that are entrepreneurs. So tell us a little bit more about that um, so that the listeners can maybe check you out and get involved. Yeah, so so Perk Consulting is, is my baby. That's what I, <laughs> I quit my job 11 years ago to start. Um, you know, going back to our earlier conversation about giftings, I reached a crossroads in my career where I thought, I think God has put so much in me. I don't want to spend my entire career with one organization. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there was a little bit of a discontent in me at that oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to quit my job and start Perks so that I can work with multiple nonprofits at the same time, um, especially those that are prone to closing 
because they don't have the resources or the capacity. Um, so that's how Perk Consulting started. And it's it's funny, um, earlier when you were talking about um, like having the resources, our logo is actually a tree that's grown out of concrete because it represents that not everybody wow. gets a fair shake when they're starting, <laughs> but you can still get what you need to do to, th to, to thrive. Um, so that's work. And then McQuinn stands for Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network. Um, it's a really long name, but it's all about creating community for people who resonate with any or all of those things, whether they're a woman, a woman of color, or they're a believer. Um, and what we do is we have uh, these cohorts in different cities where people get together, they support each other, they pray for each other, they share resources, and it's about helping people succeed. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, there may be someone that's listening today and they're not sure about their purpose. They want to go forward in their purpose, you know, but they feel like they may be stuck or they don't have the strength to carry out that purpose. Would you uh, pray for those right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Father, you're amazing. Um, Jehovah, we thank you that you are unchanging. You are just an amazing God. Um, I thank you that you are so loving and you're so intentional that in each of us, Father, you deposited giftings, God, um, and that you want us to leave our world a little bit better um, than we found it, God, and just yeah. all the mess and the chaos that's happening around us. Father, to the person who says, I want to serve God and I want to live purposefully, I pray right now, God, that you would give them some clarity. I pray that you would affirm them, Father, in what you have given them and the giftings that you've given them, God. I pray that you would give them boldness. Um, if they are feeling scared, if they're feeling unsure, God, I pray that you would just give them just the grace of just boldness to walk forward. I pray that you would confirm what it is that you want them to do. Um, your word is clear that you don't work in confusion. So we pray that you give them clarity even now, God. Father, for the person who's scared about scarcity, God, and not having enough, Father, we pray that you would be their Jehovah Jireh, that you would provide one way, shape, or another, God, that whether it's people, whether it's community, whether it's finances, whatever they're needing to take that leap of faith to be purposeful, Father, we pray that you would meet them, God. Pray that you would continue to just raise up people, um, God, who are saying, I don't want to waste my life. <laughs> yes. I want to be everything that God has called me to do. And I pray that they would find what they need to be able to do that, Father. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, God. And we're excited about what you're doing in this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Andrina, it has been a privilege and an honor and truly a blessing just to have you on the podcast today. And listeners, make sure to go check her out. Andrina, do you have a website with you? I know you, it's Perk Consulting, but could you give them the actual website? And we're also going to have it in the notes as well and a link in there. But for those that might just want it right now, could you give them that website? Sure. Um, so it's perkconsulting.net for anyone that's interested in business resources, um, not.com.net. And then McQuinn's website is mcwen.org. And then if you want to connect with me personally, it's andrinasawyer.com. And you can find my social handles there. Everything that you need to know. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, listeners, if you are on today, you are on here for purpose. 
purpose. You are on here on purpose. Nothing happens by happenstance. God ordained you to be here for this particular time. It was strategically ordained for you to listen to this episode today. And because you are here, that means that there is potential in you. There is purpose in you. And God is giving you the resources. He's giving you his Holy Spirit. And he's giving you the ability to be able to go forward without fear and go forward in faith knowing that when you step out, as long as you have the Lord on your side, as long as you have that relationship with him, he will continue to guide you. He won't let you fall, even when you feel like you've fallen, but God will always continue to still be there. I remember in prayer before we go and a couple of weeks ago, and the Lord was sharing with me, he said, you've been carrying others for so long, helping everybody out, doing everything else. And he showed me that picture that we we always see where Jesus is carrying the woman. And the Lord is saying in this season, for those that are listening, he is carrying us in this season. He said the load and the weight that has been heavy upon you. The Lord says that I'm getting ready to take that weight off. He said, if you trust me, cast your cares upon me. He says, I care for you. And he said, it's getting ready to be easy and you're getting ready to see a shift in your focus. You're getting ready to see a shift in those things around you. Even though people have left, God said, I strategically ordained it in order to bring forth newness in your life. And so I encourage you today to get on the site with Andrina, because even when I get off, because I had looked at it this week, and I'm even going to be a part of a network because I believe in it and I can sense the spirit of God with her. And I just encourage you, even if you just go in there for resources that will be able to help you to get forward, go forward. Uh, we no longer want to be stagnant, but we want to go forward in Jesus name. So I love you guys. And I look forward to having you on another episode again. God bless. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.